Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 31st of October, the 304th day of 2022. We have a mere 61 days ahead of us until 2023. Today in 445 BC, according to Nehemiah 9.1, Ezra read the Book of Law to the Israelites in Jerusalem. Today in 1517, Martin Luther sent his 95 theses to Albrecht von Brandenburg, Archbishop of Mainz, and ignited the Protestant Reformation. Today in 1541, Michelangelo Buonarroti finished his painting, The Last Judgment, in the Vatican's Sistine Chapel. Today in 1918, the Spanish flu had killed 21,000 people in the United States in a single week. Today in 1922, Benito Mussolini became premier of Italy, inaugurating modern fascism in that country. Today in 1941, the Mount Rushmore Monument was completed in South Dakota. Today in 1950, the Big Cat, a.k.a. Earl Lloyd, became the first African American to play a game in the NBA. Today in 1962, the film Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, starring Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, was released. Today in 1970, The Doors frontman Jim Morrison was sentenced for indecent exposure and open profanity to six months in jail, but remained free on a $50,000 bond. And today in 1992, the Roman Catholic Church, 359 years after subjecting Galileo Galilei to the Inquisition and resulting punishment, apologized to the Italian astronomer in absentia. This past week, a five-month-old bar-tailed godwit, scientific name Limosa Laponica, set a new world record for the longest non-stop bird flight, leaving Alaska on October 13th and arriving in Anson's Bay, Tasmania on October 24th, after traveling 8,425 miles. The bar-tailed godwit belongs to the sandpiper family, sojourning in Europe and Asia before journeying to Alaska to nest, and then when old enough migrating south to New Zealand and Australia. They make a loud coo-coo sound. In a world that has, at times, appeared so decrepit and ailing, caught in patterns increasingly anthropomorphic, old people don't heal good, my friend Frank Craig is wont to say. To have our technology highlight the incredible life of a bird that can travel more than 8,000 miles in one flight fortifies our faith considerably. Heavenward in the northeastern sky on this last October evening of the year, look for the bright star Capella that sometimes flashes alternately red, blue, and green, depending upon how close it is to the Earth's horizon. Capella is sometimes called the Goat Star, and to its right is a tiny asterism known as the Kids. The big goat and the little goats are part of the constellation Auriga, the charioteer. Meanwhile, the New York Times observes this past week that the number of daily reported coronavirus cases in the United States is declining, with currently about 38,000 cases announced every day, though the Northeast has seen a 10% uptick in cases lately. 
The daily average of coronavirus deaths nationally is at 360. In other words, at least 2,520 people are currently dying per week from COVID. Does that mean we can confidently say COVID is over? Or should we equally be popularizing post-COVID as a modifier when referring to the days ahead? When instead, we have data showing that this disease continues to kill people at a significant rate. The United States to date has had 98 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21st, 2020. BA4 and BI5 Omicron variants now being responsible for almost all recent cases. Therefore, we continue to be the world's leader in COVID with 16% of the world's 630 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. 3 million of the world's 630 million reported cases were recorded this past week. Elsewhere on the planet, the major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places, ranging from 45 million cumulative cases in India to 37 million cases in France, 36 million cases in Germany, 35 million in Brazil, 26 million in South Korea, and 25 million cases in the UK since the beginning of the pandemic more than two and a half years ago. On the fatal front globally, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.6 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. Not a big number, perhaps, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 12.9 billion doses of vaccine have been administered, but remember that only 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and half of those vaccinated have been boosted. Today, in 1936, in Forest Hills, New York, Eugene Orowitz was born to Eli Orowitz, an ex-publicist for Paramount Studios, and Peggy O'Neill, a former actress. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us that young Eugene was raised in the factory town of Collingswood, New Jersey, where his friends named him Oogie. He had an unhappy childhood. Usually, Oogie's parents were arguing or not talking at all and used Oogie to relay messages across the dinner table. His mother, Peggy, faked suicides by sticking her head in their gas oven and carefully regulating the gas flow so she wouldn't pass out. Later in life, Oogie remarked, I was 10 before I knew you put anything but a head into a gas oven. Oogie won an athletic scholarship to USC with his javelin throwing skill, but he practiced so much that he spoiled his throwing arm, causing him to quit the team after just one year. Feeling quite the failure, Oogie passed through a series of jobs, including process server, mill worker, blanket salesman, and car washer. His father, Eli, came to Hollywood, hoping that he could use his old connections to find work for himself and his son. But when Eli visited his old studio, those he once figured as friends now claimed they didn't know him. Yet by then, Oogie had changed his name, choosing one at random from the Los Angeles phone book. And as Michael Landon, Oogie had his first break singing with the Jerry Lee Lewis tour, which would help him land the starring role in the 1957 film I Was a Teenage Werewolf. A dog of a movie in more ways than one, but it led to his first major role as Little Joe Cartwright on the television series Bonanza. Michael Landon would go on to two other successful series, Little House on the Prairie and Highway to Heaven. 
Today is also the birthday in 1345 of Ferdinand I, King of Portugal, 1632 of Dutch painter Jan Vermeer, and 1795 of English romantic poet John Keats, and 1860 of Juliet Gordon Lowe, the American activist and founder of the Girl Scouts of America. In 1925, of American actress Lee Grant. In 1927, of American singer and composer Anita Kerr. In 1930, of American Gemini and Apollo astronaut Michael Collins. In 1931, of American television journalist Dan Rather. In 1933, of American surf and sailing entrepreneur Hobie Alter. In 1937, of American folk singer Tom Paxton. In 1946, of Irish actor Stephen Rea. In 1950, of American television journalist Jane Polly and Canadian actor John Candy. And in 1967, of American rapper Vanilla Ice. And finally, we learned this last week that our dear friend and exceptional optometrist, Linwood Colson, passed from complications related to a recent accident. Rest in peace, Linwood. Your friendship and talents will be greatly missed. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the seventh week of autumn. We're more than halfway through this third season of the year. Happy Halloween!